It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Now this is Pod Racing. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is October 7th, 2019. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll break down the Orlando Magic's 125 to 89 victory over the San Antonio Spurs in their preseason opener, and just revel at how great it is to have Orlando Magic basketball back. It's a good time to be alive, indeed. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching on iTunes for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, it's a podcast for for every single team covering their teams with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from local experts. Whether it's reviewing the Magic's win over the San Antonio Spurs with Locked On Spurs or looking ahead to Monday's game against the Detroit Pistons with Locked On Pistons, you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching wherever you download podcasts for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Plus, you can check out Locked On NBA and Locked On Fantasy Basketball to get your fantasy fix and national perspective too. You can find all these great podcasts wherever you download podcasts, plus NFL, MLB, and colleges and NHL now too. You can check them out wherever you download podcasts. Again, just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. The main story entering the Magic's preseason opener is the same story that seems to be the national story entering every time the Magic step onto the court now. And that is Markel Fultz. And, you know, I, I think that the Magic are right to try and take the focus off of Markel Fultz and try their best to make everything not about him. But at the same time, everything is very much about him right now. And, it, and this is in a good way. Because Fultz is a promising young player. He's a player who's developing and a player who can make a clear impact for this team. But he's also a guy who can kind of be a barometer for the team in some ways, or it feels that way at this point. At least Saturday, he was a barometer for the team. The focus in training camp has been on the right approach, getting to games the right way, but... 
doing all the self-serious stuff and the hard work, that's supposed to get you the reward. And Markel Fultz spent an entire year, certainly an entire offseason, an entire summer, doing the work. Hashtag faithful to the grind, as he would say. And whenever players, teammates, coaches, front office staff, whenever they talked about Markel Fultz, they mentioned he is a hard worker first and foremost. And process over results and all that jazz. But the hard work doesn't mean much if you don't get the results for it. And it's preseason, so the final score, not as important. The final stats, not as important. We will go over them, though. What's important is making progress along the path for each player and as a team to get you ready for the regular season. As as Steve Clifford said on Media Day, September is to get you ready for training camp. Training camp is to get you ready for the regular season. The regular season is to get you ready for the playoffs. Just one step at a time. But it was hard not to sit back and watch Saturday's game, whether you saw it in highlights, whether you listened to it, whether you found an illegal stream. No, no, no ratting out here. It is hard not to have watched that game and felt a bit of joy. Marco Fultz had made it back to the to the NBA. He was on an NBA basketball floor. In a, in a preseason game, mind you, but playing in a real game. And not just playing in it, but doing something meaningful, playing well in it. There were the little victories, a turnaround jumper in the lane that was good, his first shot in a Magic uniform. The steals, the assists, the one-handed jam that capped off a 24-2 run in a 41-point third quarter that the Magic used to break the game open. Those are all nice little victories. But the real victory was Fultz putting down that one-handed jam and seeing everyone on the Magic's bench stand up and cheer. Seeing all the Magic teammates express how happy they were for Fultz and for Fultz to say, I was just out there playing. It's a blessing to be back, and I am truly happy. We're going to go over the results of this game in just a moment. We're going to go over every little detail of this game. That seems to matter. But ultimately, none of it really does. Steve Clifford kind of said it best. You know, There were some re- really good things in this game. No one's going to blow it out of proportion. No one's going to say that, oh, the Magic are a juggernaut in waiting after one preseason game. A preseason game, mind you, where the Spurs sat several key players, including DeMar DeRozan and Marco Bellinelli, among others. So the Magic didn't get the Spurs at their very best. But I will say this. Seeing Marco Fultz out on the court, six points, three for eight, shooting four assists, two steals, I believe. Seeing Marco Fultz out on the court was simply joyous. It was simply a achievement in and of itself. The culmination 
of a lot of hard work. The culmination of all that prep and rehab and training. And if Fultz can feel that, then the rest of the Magic should be able to feel that too. In fact, I would argue that they did in Saturday's game. If the goal for Saturday's game was to continue building good habits and to do the right things, it's hard to not come away impressed with the Magic. Again, a 41-point third quarter, a 24-2 run, scoring 15 points in the first six minutes of the game against the Spurs starters, outscoring the Spurs 27-25 in the first quarter. They they gave up that lead a little bit, and, and I think the defense at the end of the first quarter was not quite what Steve Clifford wanted, but 39 points regardless of anything, regardless of who's playing, giving up 39 points in the second half. That's right, Orlando outscored the Spurs in the third quarter alone, 41-39. to 39. Leading by as much as 41, and I don't care who your opponent is, that's not easy to do. Shooting 52.6% from the floor with 29 assists on 51 field goals. 13 for 36 from beyond the arc. That suggests great ball movement. That suggests a lot of things. In fact, the Magic at 27 fast break points. It suggests defense, creating opportunities in transition, which is something the Magic really want to do this year. You can go down every single list, every single checkbox that you wanted to see of the Magic at their peak. And I think you'll be able to find it in this game. Now, again, preseason game. First preseason game at that. 15 turnovers isn't going to make anyone happy, including three from D.J. Augustin and four from Markel Fultz. There's still plenty to clean up, and the Magic are going to shoot that well, probably consistently. They shot very, very well in this game. And, again, the Spurs didn't play their best players. So the result, not as important. But going out there and playing this kind of game, a game where you're dictating the pace, where you're you know, committed defensively, you know, maybe needed a reminder at times, but got out there and executed fairly well. It's not a lot to be unhappy with after one preseason game. Now it's just about doing it again and growing and building and building up that stamina for the starters to take better control. It was a solid outing for the Orlando Magic. And so let's run through the numbers to get a better idea of that, how good that outing was. Before we do, though, be fit and ready to, to go out or, or get, the, get the clothes that fit you best with Indochino, the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. Start your style upgrade now with $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com when you enter Locked On at checkout. Again, that's $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com when you enter Locked On at checkout. This Locked On podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients 
and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. So the final numbers in this game, again, I ran through the shooting percentage, 52.6%, 36.1%, 13, point, 13 of 36 from beyond the arc, 29 assists on 51 field goal makes, 12 offensive rebounds, 18 steals. Magic did a lot of things they want to do. Uh, their pace was at 102 possessions. They were at 98 last year, so I think those four extra possessions are kind of what they're looking for. I think they really played this game at the pace they ultimately want to play, and of course, a lot of that based on their defense. The Spurs shoot just 38.8% from the floor, 8 of 18 from beyond the arc, so maybe a little bit not quite where they want to be there. 15 of 20, give up 15 of 20 foul lines, uh, free throws, but forced 22 turnovers. So again, I think Orlando did a lot of the things that they wanted to do, at least pace-wise and kind of organizationally. Um, you know, you hear Steve Clifford talk a lot about being organized, especially on defense, and it's really just about play, I mean, and he talks a lot about purpose of play as well, and, and I, I think that just means just being in the right spot, just kind of sticking to the game plan and, and kind of being all on the same page, and so I think this game, we really saw the Magic really get on the same page. Now, I, I don't think they were perfect at all. I, like I said, end of the first quarter, they really, really struggled with that, uh, or after that, after that first time out in the first six minutes, Orlando raced out of the gates and then kind of came back down to earth, and that was the starting group that did that, and, and I think it's important to note that the start that all the Magic's kind of difference came off the bench. You know, Terrence Ross was plus thirty, Markel Fultz was plus thirty, Alfred Gamino was plus thirty, Mo Bamba was plus twenty-seven. We'll talk about those guys in a minute. But the Magic starting lineup again, individual plus minus doesn't mean very much. But um, Aaron Gordon plus three, Jonathan Isaac plus seven, Nikola Vucevic plus four, Evan Fournier the only player minus one. I don't think he played bad, but again, the lineups he were in, they were playing about even. So. If there is a little bit of a warning sign, I do think the starters tended to just kind of get their work in. They're they're guys that know how to prepare themselves for the regular season. So I don't think don't ring any panic buttons. I'm not saying that that the Magic's win again a 125 to 89 win over the Spurs is some mirage. I'm not saying that it's not it's it's you know it's meaningless. I don't think it's meaningless. I think there was something there, and I'm interested to see how the Magic copy it and do it again on Monday. But I would say that it's probably not as strong as it looks. And, 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 and part of the reason is that the Spurs didn't play their guys, so I think their bench units were not as strong as they, as they will be when the regular season hits, and the Magic's bench unit was the Magic played a full complement of players. The Spurs did not. So I think the Magic had a little bit of advantage there. Um, I do think the starters had a little bit of a struggle, but again, I, I don't really concern myself with it because I think they did enough things to say, okay, they're in good shape and they're all veteran guys. I mean, outside of Jonathan Isaac, these guys have been through this ringer before. They know how to get themselves ready for the regular season. Um, again, maybe not at this level yet, and so I want to see them continue to ramp it up as the preseason goes on. 
but I don't think that they, they showed anything that would lead you to be concerned. I don't think that, I think that they, you know, not ease themselves in, but they didn't push themselves too hard. Again, no one really in the starting lineup played more than 16 minutes. Um, Aaron Gordon played 1854. Jonathan Isaac played 1933. So, you know, they got some minutes, but nowhere near the minutes they're going to get uh, once the regular season hits. Um, I will point out a few starters as as players that I think played really, really well. Um, Evan Fournier was two for four, six points, nothing super special. Made a, made a couple of shots early on, just that's kind of what he did, and then he wasn't really involved at all. So, I, I mean, not concerned about Evan Fournier at all. I know I mentioned he was the only player that was a minus in the plus minus. Not concerned about him at all. I think he kind of, again, got his work in, didn't really need to do much more. Aaron Gordon, I thought, quietly had a very, very good game. We're going to talk about guys that had very, very good games and were really, really good and really, really promising and really, really excited. But I think Aaron Gordon continued to show just how solid he is. 14 points, 6 for 8 shooting, 2 for 2 from the foul line, 4 rebounds, 3 assists, no turnovers. And I think that's big, not having turnovers in the first preseason game. I was a big proponent of Aaron Gordon last year as a guy who just kind of did all the little things the Magic needed done. He wasn't trying to be the most assertive scorer, but when the Magic needed him to step up, he would step up on occasion. And and he would find gaps and ways to, to contribute to the team outside of the box score as much as inside the box score. And so when I, I look at the stat line and I looked at the way that he played, you know, he got his work in offensively. I'm not saying he didn't do anything, but he really, did, I think, did a good job just continuing to play within himself uh, as he continues to expand his game and look for ways to score off his teammates. And, and I think that's really, really inter- really good. I think he could be a really nice slasher for this team and, and a good cutter, and I'd like to see him used that way. Jonathan Isaac, an interesting game. Five points, five rebounds, one assist, one steal, two blocks, two for seven shooting. Um, I don't think it's a bad thing when Jonathan Isaac shoots the ball, especially in this atmosphere. Let him get his shots in. Let him find ways to get get going. I, I wouldn't say it was a good game on that front because obviously he didn't make those shots. But I do think that um, Isaac began to show a little bit of his his potential as a guy on the ball. Um, there was a really nice play that that's made the rounds on social media. The Orlando Magic, I know, tweeted it out. And every time I watch it, I just kind of swoon. Jonathan Isaac in transition gets the ball out, drives through the lane into the paint, draws two defenders to him, and he shovels the ball over to Mo Bamba for a dunk. And this is, again, like a 6'11", 7-foot guy on the bounce, in the open floor, creating for others. I think that's really, really, really promising. And, and, and it looked fluid. It didn't look like he was out of control. It looked like he knew exactly what he was doing. The other video clip making the rounds involving Jonathan Isaac is him essentially gumming up an entire offensive possession where he's guarding three guys. And that's what he's potentially really, really good at is... He will be a defensive menace, and I'm really excited to see him play at that level as sort of a defensive menace. But let's talk about the guys who played really, really well. I've talked a little bit about Markel Fultz already. Six points, three for eight shooting, four assists, four turnovers, two steals, 0 for 2 from beyond the arc. Just him being out on the floor is a victory. Uh, I think that getting back out there was a huge step for him. Playing like he looked like he belonged, absolutely a huge step for him too. He was able to work and get his shot, and while they weren't going down quite yet, it's not like there was a problem with his shot. It's not like there was an issue with him, with with uh, his shot, or he missed particularly poorly. He was confident and willing to take shots, and I think that's a victory in it of itself too. Um, the efficiency will come, the improvements will come, 
So I, I think that Isaac or, or Fultz played a really solid first game back. It was clear that he was very rusty, and I think the turnovers are a product of that. But he played the he played at the pace the Magic want to play at. He attacked the basket really well. He had that nice one-handed jam. He made a lot of really nice plays throughout the course of the game. Is it consistent? Is it long-term yet? I don't know. But I do think that Fultz had a really nice debut. Nothing to kind of write home about. Certainly room for improvement. But just getting out there and showing the hard work that he's done. This kid, I think, is going to make the adjustments. I think he's going to continue to get better as he gets more comfortable out there. And, of course, that's the ultimate goal. Mo Bamba, the leading scorer for the Magic with 18 points, 7 for 11, shooting 7 rebounds, 3 blocks. This is a Mo Bamba game, I think, that we're going to get used to. And the way Mo Bamba played in this game is the way you ultimately want to see him play. The Magic are keeping his role still fairly simple. They want him to run the floor and defend. And he's gotten better defensive understanding. That much is very, very clear. It was clear in Summer League that he had a better defensive understanding, that he understands the league a little bit better. That was certainly the case here. Now, I think that he still got drawn out of position. I think he's still maybe chasing blocks a little bit. Uh, but overall, his discipline was a lot, seemed to be a lot better. And as he continues to gain strength and continues to to be to, to learn this league, I think that will only get better. Offensively, he was a bundle of energy, and that's what you want to see from him there. He was a, he's great at running the floor. He's got great hands. He can catch the ball on the move. Uh, if the Magic get him the ball diving down to the lane in transition, he is going to finish a lot of shots. And he was able to follow a few misses with with big dunks too. And, and I think this is the kind of game the Magic want to see from Mo Bamba more often, or certainly fairly often. Um, just a really nice effort from him. Other notable games, Terrence Ross, 14 points, 5 for 10 shooting, 4 for 8 from beyond the arc, hit three three-pointers in the Magic's 24-2 run that broke the game open in the third quarter. It's kind of meandering through the first quarter, but that's kind of Terrence Ross. He goes cold for a while, and then all of a sudden he hits two or three in a row, and and he's off to the races, and that's really what happened here. Michael Carter-Williams, 13 points, six rebounds, two assists, four steals for him. Played a lot alongside Fultz, um, which is interesting. Um, I don't know who you would call the shooting guard or the point guard there, uh, but um, that's going to be an interesting combo, especially because neither one's a particularly good shooter, but Carter-Williams looked really, really nice in this game as well. And then finally, Wessa Wandu, 10 points, four for seven, shooting two for three from beyond the arc. Um, just did some really nice things. The Magic kind of had him as the odd man out of the rotation in some ways. Um, he did not play in the first half, played in the second half, so we'll see exactly how he fits in. The Magic are continuing to experiment a little bit with, with lineups and rotations, so expect to see some changes in Monday's game uh, to the rotation. Uh, you might see that Markel Fultz, DJ Augustin pairing a little bit more. Um, you might see Al Farouk Aminu playing a little bit more with Aaron Gordon and Jonathan Isaac. You might. Uh, I don't know if this is the game we'll see that because the, the Pistons could go pretty big with Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin out there. Um, and so that this may not be the time to try that out. But I would expect to see that at some point um, in the preseason. It wouldn't surprise me if some players sit out Monday. Um, no word on who yet. Uh, but, you know, I think the Magic generally want to build and continue building. And I think that's that's how they'll use these preseason games. So I wouldn't, I, 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 nothing would, would surprise me about what to expect Monday. But really, the goal for Monday... The goal for Monday's preseason game is to continue the progress, continue building, continue just you know uh, creating this success or, or or copying what you did here. Keep building up the pace. Keep keep you know moving the ball pretty well and defending at a high level. And if the Magic do that, I think they will be very very happy uh, with their preseason game Monday against the Pistons. Once again, the final Saturday, the Orlando Magic one twenty five, the San Antonio Spurs eighty nine.
This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. In a game like Saturday's, though, it's, it's very easy to get caught up in that final score. And honestly... When I look back at that game, when I when I when I watch highlights of that game, when I look at the box score and, and just remember my thoughts as I was listening to the game on radio, it's hard not to get excited. Honestly, from from my perspective, yes, there's things to work on. Yes, it's it's not fully what the magic will be or who who they're going to be as a team. And so I don't want to fully, you know believe all of it but from where I'm sitting that's about as perfect as the Magic can play that's who the Magic want to be eventually Magic have set themselves a pretty high standard I would say but the analytical brain in me says okay you know the a lot of this is a mirage. Like It's not real quite yet. It's still the preseason. There's still a lot of things to, to work through and get better at, and, and nothing matters until you match it again. The emotional side of me felt very differently, especially as that game unfolded. I remember when the Magic tweeted out the starting lineup. It was that same reliable starting lineup the Magic had last year. DJ Augustine... Evan Fournier, Jonathan Isaac, Aaron Gordon, Nikola Vucevic. It just felt like, you know, some hot chocolate on a cold day. Maybe not the best analogy for Florida, but it was comfort food. It's just good to see. It was just something that you just felt just warm about. And the Magic went out and did that. Watching through the highlights and, and analyzing the game, it was like watching a band out in concert. They played all the hits. Aaron Gordon got free for a reverse jam on, on the baseline. Uh, Evan Fournier hit a, couple, hit a couple runners. Terrence Ross got hot from three. Everyone just did their thing. Nothing special, nothing crazy. The bench, though, did their thing. We got to see some of those new singles come out. The, the Markel Fultz jam, the, the Mo Bamba running the floor, the pace that the Magic played at. We got a little bit of a glimpse of who this Magic team is going to be. 
And who knows? We'll find out how real it is very soon. But for one night, let's put aside the analytics. Let's put aside the analysis and, and, and the thoughts of the future and just simply enjoy this moment. Because like I said at the beginning of the show, Marco Fultz is kind of right on this. Marco Fultz is a little bit of a barometer of this team. You could sense and feel how happy he was to be on the court, how happy his teammates were for him to be on the court, and the results flowed from there. But again, I'm not worried about the results here. I'm worried, I'm talking, not worried because worried's not the right word, I'm talking about just the joy, the happiness that this game is back. For the first time in a long time, Magic fans have a reason to be excited that their season is beginning. There's no fear and trepidation. There's no uncertainty. There's no, honestly, defeatism that I sense. Everyone is truly eager, anxious, and excited for the season. And Saturday was, frankly, just a fun night. Saturday, frankly, was just a good time. It was basketball at its funnest. No offense to the Spurs, you probably had to sit through a game and, you know, they'll they'll probably say, oh, you know, we're not worried so much about that. I don't even know what Spurs fans think of the Magic team that they saw on Saturday night. I haven't asked. But it was just fun to have Magic basketball back again. All those familiar beats, all those familiar characters, a couple new ones too. It was just good to have it back in our lives in whatever form it came. As the Magic went through that playoff run last year, there was simply joy and excitement over every game from the fans, and you could sense it in the players. When they clinched that final playoff spot, it was elation. It was a team that had understood they accomplished something and and enjoyed that experience. Certainly, the stakes were not as high, but at least among the fans, I would say a little bit in the team, maybe not to the full extent. It felt that elation was back. Everyone has been working toward this moment, eager to get back on the court and eager, as the Magic said at Media Day, to do more, to take this team to another level. And you could see that determination and that joy, that faithfulness to the grind, if you will, to put that out on the court for the first time. Who knows if that meant anything? Who knows? But Saturday night, honestly, right now, it doesn't matter. Right now, get your work in and have fun doing it because Magic Basketball is back. 
I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Spotify, the Google Play app, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr_md, And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. That's going to do it for, day, for today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening. We'll be back again tomorrow with a recap of the Magic's game against the Detroit Pistons. I'll have a better idea of how the Magic looked then as the game is on Fox Sports Florida. Don't be surprised if you don't hear David Steele and Jeff Turner. They're using the Fox Sports Detroit feed, so uh, just be warned there. Um, but it should be good to see the Magic on local TV again. The Orlando Magic take on the Detroit Pistons at 7 o'clock. We'll recap that game on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic. But until then... For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Ross and Mike. We'll see you again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.